What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the Gonstead Chiropractic and Wellness Podcast. I'm Dr. Tyler Hackbart. And Dr. Daryl Hackbart. And today we wanted to dive into a little bit different topic. So last time we kind of talked about uh, sick kids and uh, what, do you, what to do when your kids get sick. Uh, we did a two-part series on that. This time we're going to get into more of statistics and just kind of some philosophy things. And the big topic for today is really what's killing us in America. I think it'll shock you if, if you really hear... If you really look it up, and anybody can look this up, what's the number one cause of death in America? If you look at it, everybody knows heart disease, probably number one, cancer is number two, but what is number three? Um, the number three killer in America is actually medical error. Um, so you think how heavily in America we're dependent on the medical system, and it leaves a lot of opportunities for things to go wrong um, because of how many invasive procedures there are. And so this one was actually from John Hopkins University. These researchers estimated that medical error is now the third leading cause of death um, in America. And it's up to, so let's talk about heart disease. That's 615,000 just about, just shy of that. Cancer is just shy of 600,000 people. And then medical error is about 250. 2,000 people a year die from medical error. And that's what is reported, and that's what's reported in doctor's offices. And so that is what is considered normal accepted side effects of surgeries and drugs and things that are given in a hospital and so on. But that doesn't include, like, the number one cause of liver failure is is uh, Tylenol, that people take Tylenol at home and they have liver, liver failure. So that doesn't take that into consideration. And so I've seen some articles that say it's actually the number one cause of death in America is the side effects of all the drugs and surgeries that we do in, in America, whether it's over-the-counter or prescription-type drugs. Yeah, and just to break that down for you, so deaths per year and their cause within that 252,000 that we just stated. Um, so <coughs> the highest number is non-error negative effects of drugs. So they were properly prescribed drugs that had negative effects on the person, right? Mm -hmm. Second one is infections in the hospital. That's 80,000 people. Um, other errors in the hospital, this is just in general, 45,000. Unnecessary surgeries, there's 12,000 deaths. Um, medication errors in hospitals, so this is 
improperly prescribed drugs was 7,000, so totals around 250,000 people. And iotrogenic, so um, 250,000 deaths per year from iotrogenic causes, and the, the definition of that is induced in a patient by a physician's activity, manner, or therapy. So these are things that these doctors are well-trained. You know, mm-hmm. they know what they're doing. They're there for the crisis care, right? Mm-hmm. But when they're forced to take care of people and try to get them well, it's showing by the statistics that it's not working because these principles that we talk about with holistic health care and, and how to take care of the body and really get to the cause, you know, we have different tools for that. So we use the analogy, okay, if you have a fire in your house, who do you call? Fire department, right? Right. You call the firefighters, they come over, and their tools are axes and fire hoses drugs and surgeries they're there to put the fire out just like the medical doctor is there to put out the crisis right Mm -hmm. and they have certain tools for that so once you have your home to the point where the fire's out but it's sitting there in shambles and it's maybe it's rotten wood from all the the water that's been doused on it Um, you know some of the instability there from the fire actually burning the structure and, and compromising the actual integrity of the structure who do you call to rebuild the house Exactly. You need a contractor or somebody to build a healthy house, right? right? So you need somebody to come in and put out the fire, but then you need to build a healthy house. Right. So in that case, you would never call the, the fire department back and say, hey, can you help me rebuild this house? They, would, they don't have the right tools for that or the right training. So to get you to a point like Dr. Darrell said, where we can get a stable house again, a place where you would actually want to live in, you need somebody with expertise with different tools. So that's kind of what we're trying to get at today is focus more on the philosophy, okay, what causes a man or woman to be well again? Right. And how do you build health? That's the key, you know. <clears throat> you want to build health, you want to think positively, positively. So like prevention and early intervention is not building health. That's catching a negative. You want to build health. And so chiropractic has four principles on building a healthier body. And and it's it's crazy how simple this is. The first one is the body is self-healing, self-regulating. Nobody can argue with that. You cut yourself on your arm or whatever, you know it's going to heal. You sprain your ankle, you know it's going to heal. You, you can't stop it. And and uh, nature is incapable of, of, of failure. It is going to heal. And so that's the first principle. And the second principle is it's done through the nervous system. So the brain controls everything. You, you're self-healing and self-regulating. So if you go outside and it's really cold, your body reacts and it does it through the nervous system. Your brain recognizes it through the receptors that it's cold and you start shivering, you start getting goosebumps, you do things to warm up your body. So it's self-healing and self-regulating. The temperature or temperature's one or maybe the blood pressure is another example. You start exercising everything, the brain recognizes it needs more blood circulating and so it raises the heart rate and so on to adapt. So. Those are the first two principles. The body is self-healing, self-regulating. The second one is it's all done through the nervous system. The third one is if you interfere with that nervous system, the body is going to lose its ability to heal and regulate. So if there's anything that interferes, and that's where we come in as chiropractors, we look for interference with the nervous system that's in the spine. If there's anything that interferes with those impulses, that intelligence coming from the brain, the body is going to have a less chance, less ability to heal and regulate. And of course, the, the last one is you restore that um, nerve supply, you, you get rid of that interference, and the body once again will heal and repair and, and uh, regulate. So, those are the four principles of chiropractic and how it works. And I think the important thing with that is just realizing that 
that creates a whole new view of how we should be taking care of our bodies and our health is if we really understood those four principles every time we had an issue arise whether it was a symptom or disease process we would be asking the questions why and not just blindly trusting and, and taking a medication or agreeing to a surgery without really knowing what the root cause is I think that would take care of a lot of those um, errors or anything like that just because just like chiropractors or any other profession there's human error mm -hmm. right so we can't mm -hmm. sit there and blame the medical doctors we can't blame the pharmaceutical companies they're just trying to do their job but they're not suited for the job at hand they're, they don't have the right tools um, or expertise in that area they can get people from a point of crisis or uh, they keep people from dying but they can't bring a stable person and once they've stabilized them in the hospital they can't bring them to a point of complete physical mental and social well-being like the world health organization's quote um, health is the complete physical, mental, social well-being, not merely in the absence of disease or symptoms. So even the, the World Health Organization, the most prestigious organization in the world, recognizes it's not about how you feel or the disease being absent or being there. It's all about our function. Mm -hmm. And so um, then it really boils down to those four principles. What controls our function? We start asking those questions why we really get down to the root causes here. So one of the studies that was really good uh, was called the Windsor Autopsies. And you can go back and look at these studies. Uh, Dr. Windsor did autopsies on um, hundreds of, of cadavers and so he would try to find out, obviously, an autopsy is finding out what, what killed the person. And so what he found through his studies was he concluded that irritation near the origin of the sympathetic nerve will cause functional or organic changes in the organs supplied by the nerve system irritated. So he found that 96% of the time the nerves that communicated to the diseased organ that caused the death um, were compromised at the nerve root area where they leave the spine. Yeah, so to, to put it in simple terms, someone dies of kidney disease, someone dies of heart disease, someone dies of liver disease. He traced the nerve supply back from that organ back to the spine. And on 212 out of 221 cases, is what I read on that study, the nerves were compromised coming out of that spine to that organ. It's like a water hose to a plant. You pinch that water hose and they don't get enough water, pretty soon that plant starts to wilt and starts to wilt and gets disease. Now, <clears throat> you take a plant and you see... Uh, uh, you have, let's say you have a plant in your house and you see a yellow leaf on the plant. And you think, oh, that yellow, I'll cut that yellow leaf off. And you get another one, and you get another one. Do you still keep cutting the leaves off? Or do you say, okay, this thing needs some water, maybe it needs some sunlight. What's the cause of these plants, the leaves going yellow like that? So that's the difference is, is uh, trying to build health and trying to get the whole organism functioning properly so it takes care of the symptoms itself. The symptoms is just telling you something is wrong. It's an alarm system. So we can't just cover up the symptoms just like a fire alarm. You would never go and snip the wire to the fire alarm. It doesn't tell you where the fire is or what's going on. It just tells you there's something wrong. So digging to get to the root causes is vital to getting a person well because if you never remove the cause, you're always going to have the effect, right? And so um, you, can add, you can also argue the op opposite if there's maybe with the, the plant if there's too much sunlight. Mm -hmm. you know, So there's either too little or too much of something can also inhibit a person's ability to stay well. So with sickness and disease, you know, let's take diabetes for instance. You know, we know some of the different things that can cause diabetes over time is obviously there's too much sugar over time, a bad, poor lifestyle. Um, and so the treatment for it is to give insulin. 
Mm -hmm. you know, or whatever it may be. So they're treating the effects when in reality, if we got back to the root cause and we start looking at, okay, what does their lifestyle look like? What does the nerve supply look like to the pancreas and the different digestive organs that are involved with helping them digest foods and sugars and carbohydrates? Um, those are all really important factors in getting to the root cause because there's limitations to matter at a certain point. And most of the um, diseases, <clears throat> it can come down to a simple analysis of it's either too much or too little. So you take the diabetes and they're producing too little insulin or maybe they're taking in too much sugar and that causes the insulin to produce too much for a long period of time and then pretty soon it burns out. But it's always a too much or too little, too much or too little. And so I, I think a D.D. Palmer, he had a quote, the disease is not an entity. It's not a thing of enmity, but a manifestation of malfunction and malfunction has its causes. So when there's a malfunction, as my mentor, Dr. Alex Cox, would always say, it's always a neuritis first. In his head, he always thought it, there, it's a neuritis first, meaning there's nerve issues first. That's what you look for first. There's a manifestation of malfunction. There's a symptom. But first... Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I look for neuritis. And once you clear that, if the symptoms still are persistent, obviously there's other factors along with that is we have to start addressing some of the different stressors in your lifestyle. Just like, um, you know, if you're getting water from a stream and all of a sudden you have the village people start getting sick, well, you have to address what's go what's coming into the stream upstream. You know, mm -hmm. you, you got to clean the water that you're drinking, but you also got to make sure that there's no toxic chemicals getting poured in a mile upstream, mm -hmm. you know, whatever it may be. Our lifestyle is so riddled with stress these days, and there's different kinds of stress. There's physical stress, there's chemical stress, and there's mental emotional stress, and those all can play factors in this. Um, you know, physical stress is the one that we typically think of, and it honestly is one of the first um, stresses that we are exposed to as humans because of the birthing process and how hard that can be on a, a little one's spine and the trauma that it puts on the brainstem area, upper cervical spine. Um, so we recommend, um, and this is something we've lived up to and, and checked all of our kids within the first few hours of being born because we realize as they come home and they're trying to adapt to a completely different environment with different stressors for the very first time, they need a properly functioning nervous system to be able to make those adaptations for this new environment and help their body stay suited for that as they grow and develop and try to help them thrive. Yeah, you, you, again, it goes back to the four principles. If the body is self-healing and self-regulating, it's going to need the nervous system functioning 100%. I and mean, maybe it can regulate at 80%, but wouldn't you want your nervous system to be working at 100% and for you to be able to regulate at 100%? Say you go outside and, and your body's only going to regulate it's cold outside and your body can only regulate at 50% and it takes twice as long to shiver and get the goosebumps and well, wouldn't you want no matter what stress you're going to go into be working at 100% and so this child who is I mean you think about the environment they were in yesterday you take them home and what they're in today 
there's a lot of adaptation that has to go on, a lot of regulation. And wouldn't you want that nervous system to be working 100% while it's trying to learn how to figure out this life and this world? Absolutely. And one of the things that we, we preach on all the time is you know, talking about ear infections and trying to, try to, as best we can, avoid antibiotics and the interventions with that because um, it, they just have their effects. Like even drugs and, and uh, different chemicals, they have their own effects as well. So trying to avoid that so we don't have to help the body detox and try to recover twice, one from the illness and one from the actual drugs that are there to treat symptoms. Um, but as far as symptoms go, you know, if we just go about treating symptoms, we fall into those statistics we've shared earlier. If we're trying to base our health off of function, then we really have to go off of what the nerve system is doing and how that's functioning and how do we tell that. Well, there's three different portions of the nerve system. There's motor nerves, there's sensory nerves, and there's autonomic nerves, which are the nerves to your organs, blood vessels, and glands. And so the motor and autonomic nerves have big portions, um, about 80 to 90 percent, and your sensory nerves really only make up about 10 to 20 percent of your entire nerve system. So when you talk about sensory nerves and basing your health on what you feel, you're really basing your health on 10 percent, 20 percent at best of your nerve system. If you're basing your whole health on how you feel or symptoms that may arise. So we want to try and base our health on the 80 percent, the function of our nerve system rather than the symptoms. Yeah, and you can visualize that, visualize that pretty easily because we've all known people that um, found out they had cancer and they have a softball-sized tumor inside of them and they had no symptom, they had no pain, they had no, nothing to tell them that anything was wrong. They just accidentally found it. Or, or another, and I can't remember the exact statistics, and I, so I'm kind of just guess that it was like 50%, but the first symptom of people that have heart disease is heart attack and death. And it's a, it's a large percentage, whatever it was. And it's like they didn't feel anything wrong whatsoever. And all of a sudden they found him dead. 80% of the time. 80%? 80%? We used to do a wow. class. And we used to do a Monday night workshop for our new patients here talking about symptom versus function 80% of the time. The first symptom, I would always ask them, do you know what the first symptom of heart disease is? And they would raise their hand and sometimes they give this or, this or that answer, but it ultimately boiled down to heart attack 80% of the time. And so, yeah, if we can keep people from that point where they just follow their symptoms and they're guided by how they feel. Right. Very, we're very little aware of what's really going on in our bodies and how it's functioning, especially. We don't feel the inside. We feel the outside. We feel the skin and our fingers and all that stuff. But you don't feel your liver. You don't feel food around in your intestines. Thank goodness we don't feel that Absolutely. stuff. But you don't feel the inside of your body. You never sleep. Yeah. <laughs> You're sitting there feeling your food digest, your hormones releasing. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Wake you up at night. But, yeah, if, if we can get to a point where we can start basing our health on our function. So how do, how do we really do that? Well, you have to be preventative. Just like a car, there's so many good analogies. You know, a car is a really easy one. I mean, anybody knows your car is going to need maintenance, right? If you're going to be on the road, your car needs maintenance and it needs its oil changed. It needs to get its fluids checked. You need to get the tires rotated and tire alignments and this and that. And if you do that, you know your car is going to be in good shape for a long time. You're going to have a better resale value for that car down the road if you take a little bit of care of it here and there as time goes on, as opposed to just waiting till it breaks down. You wait till the oil runs out because you have an oil leak and you've seen it on the on the garage floor. We're all guilty of this when we're mm -hmm. in college or whatever. And you see those little leaks and you just kind of leave them and leave them and leave them. And then all of a sudden you, your car overheats and you're, you end up with a blown transmission. You know, I mean, getting to the point where you can get ahead of that and if you see 
one, you're changing your oil. But if you see the leak, go in, see why the leak is there in the first place, get that addressed, and you never have to worry about a blown transmission, right? So like with our body, if we're just basing it off symptoms and waiting till the crisis is there to happen, well, if it's, let's talk about heart disease, 80% of the time, if you wait till the first symptom, potentially you could die from it. Right. Right? It's not a very good first symptom. No. And, you know, if you think if you bought a car from a dealership and the, the, the mechanic and the salesman said, okay, now you need, need to change the oil every 3,000 miles or 5,000 miles or whatever it is, and you do this and you do that, and the person says, ah, I, I don't think so. I'm just going to call when it starts have, acting up. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I can't imagine what the mechanic would say. He'd be like, you're going to do what? Yeah, if the engine starts acting up and starts sounding funny, I'll bring in and get the oil changed. If I break down on the side of the road, I'll have it towed in and we'll, we'll yeah. replace it. And you engine. can fix it yeah. then. And unfortunately, we hear that kind of thing a lot, and it just drives us crazy sometimes. It's like, you know, they have a, just a terrible beat-up spine, and I'll just call when it hurts again, Doc. And it's like, wow, I wouldn't do that to my spine, you know. Right, and, and it's all about our intention. Our intention's not, you hear these rumors, well, once I go to a chiropractor, I always have to go, or they wanted me to come back so many times, this and that, and they wanted me to keep coming back. Well, our intention is to get to the point where we're basing your health on your function. We're checking your function regardless of your symptoms. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. We want Our job is to figure out where the nerve system may be interfered with and try to clear the nerve system so that you can be as healthy as possible. We're not basing our recommendations off of your symptoms. Yeah, we're trying to help you with your symptoms, but as we address the cause and the function changes, that's when the symptoms start to go away. And so we try to get ahead of it with people and get to a point where people are basing their own health on function and they're in to get their nervous system checked regardless of whether they're in pain or not because, like we said earlier, 80% of the time you could have a subluxation there and not have any type of feeling because there's only 10 to 20% sensory nerves. Right, and it's also getting people to understand um, their bodies. And doctor means teacher. And we had a, a gal following us around today. And we and you know students out there, you're welcome to follow us around and shadow us. We we love that. But anyway, I was trying to teach her some different things. And you know, symptoms again is telling you that something's wrong. And maybe it isn't an arthritis. Say they're getting headaches, and you start asking them, "How much water do you drink?" Water. I hate water. Well, how much water is in 32 ounces of ice? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I got like... that one one time. And I said, what's in the ice? Well, orange pop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's like they drink tea, they drink coffee, but they never drink any water. And it's like, okay, let's just stop the tea, coffee, pop, all that stuff, and let's just drink some water. And they'll be like, they'll come back a couple weeks later, and I can't believe how much better I feel. You know, so the symptoms is just your body's way of telling you something wrong. The, the doctor is job. I need water. <laughs> the dog. The doctor's job is to teach and to help people. And like I was telling this uh, um, intern, you know, sometimes you develop that relationship with the patient and you get to know them really well, and they start trusting you. And sometimes I have patients come in and say, "Doc, I don't want to get adjusted today. I just need your opinion." Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I got cancer, and what would you do? Right. Or I have this going on, what would you do? I just need your, your advice because I trust you, and it's a whole different opinion, a whole different view than I get anywhere else. Right. And that's what we're here for. Is it's, it's different. We have a different view, a different expertise, and our whole entire job is based on getting people well. Our, our, our job, our mission with chiropractic is to get people off of medications functioning at their fullest potential so they can live the best life possible. What does that look like for me? That looks like going home 
and having energy to wrestle around with my kids. That mm-hmm. looks like being able to have the health that I want to have in 20, 30, 40 years down the road when I'm retired to be able to travel and enjoy going and seeing my grandkids, hopefully, with my wife mm-hmm. and not being tied down. Most people work their whole lives building up finances so that they can retire later in life. But along the way, they don't put any effort towards their health, so they lose their health in the process. Mm -hmm. And then they're stuck with all this money that now they're having to put into their health later. So you can either invest in your health a little bit at a time right now Mm -hmm. and last longer and be able to enjoy life to the fullest later, or you can save all that now and have bigger issues down the road and have to use all those little investments you made to build up for your retirement and have to spend that on your health later. And people don't realize how important their health is until they've lost it. Right. You know, and so and it's easy to understand that a little bit if you have a young family and they're going to have a baby and you ask them, uh, what do you want? Do you want a boy or a girl? What's their answer? I don't know. It doesn't really, matter. doesn't matter as long as it's healthy. And so you, and you ask them, okay, if you're going to live to be, how old do you want to live? You want to be up to 90 years old. Usually the response is, you know, they might waver a little bit. Oh, why? Why are you wavering? Well, I wouldn't mind as long as I'm healthy. Healthy. So on either end of the spectrum, it's really health is pretty important, you know. Yeah, you get mixed signals with that one all the time. It's like, would you like, would you want to live to be 100? And most, a lot of people are like, I'd rather die early. Mm-hmm. Because they, they, in their mind, a 100-year-old person looks like a decrepit, bent-over person with a walker being dependent on caregivers and being a burden financially and physically and mentally on their families Mm -hmm. and nobody wants that but nobody's really understanding the principles of okay how do you avoid that in the first place you reap what you sow you know and so you sow soybeans you're going to get soybeans you sow corn you're going to get corn you sow good health habits you're going to get good health if you sow bad health health habits you're going to have bad health i mean you reap what you sow so you're going to get what you put in and uh, it's your health is really important. You know, for me, I always used to say my priorities were God, family, maybe health, and later. But I think the older I get, I would almost put health above my family. And they, people would say, how can you say that, Doc? Well, it's like you said, if I am unhealthy and I get into my 70s and I'm a burden to my family, well, I better be healthy for my family. Who did it, you put first? Who did you put first? And so... Um, that's just our philosophy. We, we think health is the most important thing besides your faith in God because that's eternal. But here on this earth, I think there's probably a day that we're all designed to pass away and go on to the next life. But while we live that life, we have a choice on how well we're going to live. Absolutely. So if this is resonating with you and you want to hear more, make sure you like and subscribe to the um, YouTube channel, to our Facebook page, so you can get notifications anytime we upload a new podcast. We're going to be continuing to do this, hopefully on a weekly basis, and we'd love to hear from you. So please drop a like, a comment, um, any questions that you have, any topics you'd like us to cover, and we'll continue to dive into these principles that are life-giving and and healing principles that really can help us live to our fullest potential. So this is Dr. Tyler Hackbart and Dr. Daryl Hackbart bringing you the Gonstead Chiropractic and Wellness Principles so you can live the best life possible. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.